2: My concession to summer is one less vest and no socks. Nice. (laughs) I've got shorts on actually today. Shit, Holly. I know, I never... I I don't like wearing shorts out. I reckon short wearers have less empathy than non-short wearers. Discuss. Okay, discuss. Write <laughs> in if you're a short wearer
1: and tell us we're bitches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably will. Classic short wearers, no empathy. Classic. But the reason it yeah. grossed me out is it looked like it was full of eggs or something. Oh. Yeah, it had like a big swollen ass. <laughs> Yeah, she was so lovely. I really enjoyed speaking to um, the lady from Garmin. Very embarrassingly, we believed to be living in Australia for the whole conversation until she revealed AUS actually stood for Austin, Texas. So she was quite confused when we were like, oh, are you going to pop another shrimp on the Barbie later? (laughs) That was ace. Yay, that was great. We're so talented.
2: (laughs) Welcome to episode 148 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. Because it's pretty hot right now and layers are being discarded, we launch into body positivity, or at least the wish for body neutrality that we both want. We're also still talking about slow running, as that's been a topic of interest since our last podcast, I've attempted to follow an 80-20 plan this past week, and I have some thoughts on that. After our usual random chat, we introduce the lovely Anne Quick, Business Development Manager for Garmin. We asked her on because we wanted to ask her loads of sports watch related questions, including what is VO2 max? How does Garmin work it out? And what are the things that can impact the score? We also chatted about a bunch of other clever bits that can help our running and wider lives from the training readiness feature to breathing exercises. Once we're back in the room we get back to our running efforts over the past week or so and what we're going to do going forwards to try and improve that VO2 max score. Plus we've got a lovely listener email some exciting new SPF bits to try that don't sting and we're very naughty on Instagram stories. By the way If you love this podcast, and of course you do, there is a way to get more Holly and Esther nonsense, and that's by becoming part of the pod squad on Patreon. From just £2 a month, you'll have access to our exclusive Discord chat room. There are free chats on Zoom with me and Holly, weekly newsletters and silly videos, and all sorts. If you bump that up to a teensy-weensy six quid a month, you'll get extra exclusive podcasts too. Come and join us at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Women's Running. This episode of the Women's Running podcast is sponsored by the NSPCC. You can join Team NSPCC and take on the legendary Cardiff Half Marathon on the 1st of October. The Cardiff Half Marathon is one of the largest and most exciting road races in the UK. It is now one of Europe's largest half marathons and is Wales's largest mass participation event. The flat course makes this event perfect for beginners and elites and passes iconic landmarks including Cardiff Castle, the Principality Stadium and stunning Cardiff Bay. The NSPCC are the charity partner for the event and are looking for runners to join them in making a real difference to children's lives. As a team NSPCC runner, you'll receive a breathable running top, personalised training plan and fundraising support all the way to race day on the 1st of October. On the big day, you'll receive a hero's welcome from the team, plus well-deserved food and drink and even a massage. Running a half marathon is so good for your fitness and mental health. And running for the NSPCC and knowing every step is also raising vital funds to change children's lives is the perfect motivation. The NSPCC is the only charity equipped to protect children today and prevent abuse tomorrow. Join today at nspcc.org.uk forward slash Cardiff Half. And enter RADIO, that's R-A-D-I-O, when you're asked, to register for just a pound. Uh, and I'm in my Breton. You are? <laughs> this is my, my, con- my concession to summer is uh, one less vest and no socks. Nice. Really living on the edge. I know, it's quite...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've got shorts on actually today. Shit, Holly. I know, I never, I don't like, this is a a thing, I don't like wearing shorts out at all and I really need to get over that because everybody deserves for their legs to feel sun on them. Like, it's so nice.
2: Mm -hmm. It's so
1: nice when you do actually sit out in the garden and you get a little bit of of a brown leg and you feel like you're um, your legs are actually getting to see the sun when that's a bit that often mine don't see the sun for nine months of the year.
2: Mm.
1: Um, but yeah, it's my biggest, they're my biggest insecurity. Really hate getting my thighs out. I,
2: uh, my legs are my biggest insecurity, but mm. it's my lower legs that I hate so much. So I never, I never go less than the, than a legging, as you know. And even like a couple of nights ago, Dave was saying to me, Why are you still wearing? So I still, not only do I wear either leggings or skinny jeans during the day. So they're interchangeable, same sort of effect. But that's kind of, my pajamas are essentially leggings. Yeah. So Dave, Dave was sort of, you know, so a couple of days ago, and it started getting really hot, and Dave's like, Why oh, are you wearing pajamas in bed? It's now got to a point where it feels so weird not to have my legs clad in something. That I can't even go to bed just in pants and a t-shirt because it Aww. just feels really weird. But yeah, I hate my hate my lower legs, like with an absolute passion.
1: Well, so. A, you shouldn't, but B, maybe it's time to get some long socks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be quite the look, isn't it? Particularly yeah, you could. Yeah. I'm sure you yeah. can pull it off.
1: Or you could be a, <laughs> oh, I tell you what, maybe you mm. could be a cowboy boots person. A cowboy boots person. Mm. I think that would be cool. Okay, <laughs> I think you could do shorts and cowboy boots like a kind of... Like but a, I also
2: hate my knees. So can I wear um, like a knee brace or something? Yeah, With knee braces, yeah. cowboy boots, shorts. And a pair of shorts. Yeah, That's all fine. Mm-hmm. That's all fine. Actually, that's all the bad bits covered. Yeah. That's fine. I don't, don't mind my thighs bits. too much, but yeah, those... Oh, I boots, hate what? mine. Yeah, I'm so true. jealous. I'm
1: so jealous. I think... Well, I'm doing exactly the same, having just told you off. I'm doing the same back. Doug told me off right over the weekend where he was like, stop being so horrible to your body. Why are you doing oh. that? And I think nobody cares as well is the main That's true. thing.
2: They like, don't do that. When do you
1: look at other people's bodies
2: and go, ugh? No, I mean, never. And and isn't it no. a joy? Like I was walking to school this morning in like 100-degree heat and humidity and stuff. Mm wearing too many clothes and watching loads of women wearing loads of different sorts of clothes, but definitely more temperature appropriate Mm -hmm. and just sort of thinking fucking hell. And the the kind of just the naturalness and the kind of ease with which they moved their bodies. They didn't seem to be folding up in on themselves and kind of, hatred and disgust yeah just feeling comfortable
1: that's my aim because I wish I I did wear my shorts out of the house the other day I was going I think I was just nipping to the shop or something and I was wearing them around the house because I was boiling and I didn't take them off I went for it and I felt brave for about five minutes and then I just felt myself wanting catching myself in shop windows and things and really wanting to cover up but I stuck at it and I might do it again today. I've got my shorts on. I might, you know, nip to co-op in a bit or something and yeah, wear, be keep the shorts on. Yeah. Ugh. It's just, I wish, I don't mind the size of my thighs. I just mm. wish that they were not so wobbly. Oh. But I always have. That's the thing that I really think, oh, just let it go and live your bloody life because and I flip flop between the two. The toxic part of me is like, I can't get my thighs out because look, they don't look like all of these women's thighs and that's what thighs are obviously supposed to look like and mine don't and it looks crap. But then the other part of me is like, I have always, even when I've been quite thin, I've always had cellulite on my thighs. It must just be my organization of fat in my body <laughs> like yeah. it just that's where it all falls and the particular I think there's something to do with women's um bodies versus men's that when we have fat in our bodies the way that that's distributed makes yeah. cellulite much more likely than with men so you can have mm-hmm. you know not actually potentially a huge amount of fat on you but still have that kind of pattern of where yeah. it sits and um, yeah, I've just, I've, I've hugely got that on my thighs. They just look really floppy and wobbly and oh. they just always have. They just always have. So, um, but I'm going to stop overthinking it because I do feel as though I, if I've always looked like that and I'm 27 now, yeah, like this is the time to get to sort of, get over it and wander
2: yeah. around in my
1: shorts like i can't they're not going to be get it's unlikely that they're going to be looking too much better as few, as as the as time moves on like this is probably my yeah. size forever now and and even when i was 18 they looked a bit like that and i spent all my life worrying about them and trying to hide them and i just feel yeah. i i just want to stop caring now because why should i i don't get a different life and i don't get a different body why should I never wear shorts the whole of my existence just because this is what my thighs were born like?
2: Oh, that's a battle cry, isn't it? I know. I think, I've, oh, yeah, it's a weak little weepy one. Oh God! <laughs> I, but I, I so wish. I wish for you. I wish for you because I want you. I want you to inhabit your body with happiness because I just think. I was thinking that I was so sad. Like a couple of years ago, um, my mum came. And, and, and she listens to the pod. And so I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, but um, we both have exactly the same thing we have. So the thing I, my real hatred of my legs comes down to thread veins. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my, and unfortunately as well, the grouping of them, the worst part of it is ankle. So even things like a cropped leg thing, Mm -hmm. like even something that just goes up to ankle bone makes me feel like really really nervous and stressed about that and yeah. I only last year actually I wore I wore some skinny jeans my normal skinny jeans and they literally were like a seven eight rather than like a full length jean so they just came up just a little bit and I and last year I w- was my first year where I just thought I can do this that's that's how I actually had to be feel brave in order to do that like basically yeah. that's the difference of like maybe two inches of flesh on show, which no one normally sees. No one looks down at your ankles. No, I've, so... I, I couldn't tell you what your ankles look like. And no. I don't think
1: that's just because you don't People tend to don't show them. Say... I just literally, I don't look at your ankles, I don't think. No.
2: And Sometimes and, I look um... at
1: your shoes,
2: but I'm no, not nice. looking
1: at your... I'm definitely looking at your shoes and 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 thinking, oh, she's chosen to wear something really cool today. Or I'm not ever thinking...
2: Look at her ankles. Look at her ankles. Yeah. And I and like and I I just remember this conversation with my mum a couple of years ago because she yeah, she has the same thing as me. And she said, um, she said, Oh yeah, that's why I've never worn dresses. That's why I always wear trousers. And I just thought, oh God, that's me. That's me. You know, I'm yeah. I'm almost 50 and and they've got worse they've definitely got worse and so and and much more since having kids like being pregnant I think the kind of the weight-bearing thing mm-hmm. made like loads of veins pop around my kind of calf muscles and stuff and it was like I just thought I hope I, I hope for somehow I managed to gain a little bit of confidence between you know in the next few years which enables me I don't think shorts are ever going to be my thing you know I've got to 50 and I can't remember wearing shorts since I was about 11 Mm -hmm. that's fine and I don't that's fine I would just really really like to be able to wear like you know a cropped kind of clot or something yeah or a floaty skirt a floaty mm -hmm. skirt without having to wear tights yeah yeah sure that would be really really nice I'd love to be able to do that
1: Yeah. Yeah, And you can, you literally can. You're saying I'd love to be able to do that. But it's it's confidence, isn't it? it? It's trying, it's getting that like, yeah. And unfortunately, I feel and maybe this is slightly toxic. Mm. But I feel as though, well, I'm more confident in my legs personally, maybe I won't make a blanket statement when they're a bit brown. Yeah. Um, and because when they're white I feel like everything is exaggerated and I'm sure yes. you feel similarly oh so, my god
2: yeah with the blue veins yeah,
1: yeah you've got to step out and mm. be you know you've got to keep at it a friend mm. of mine who um sometimes listens to the pod as well who I love hugely she was um telling me last summer she was talking about it she's got gorgeous pegs like she's got objectively beautiful legs but even she was like, Oh, I, I've had times where I've got really I've been, yeah, really anxious about getting my legs out. And she did say start by wearing shorts, whatever it is, your goal item of clothing around the yeah. house. So get yourself a nice culotte or a nice floaty skirt and just wear um, it around the house where you feel comfortable, where it's just Dave and the kids and you that are gonna see you. And that's what yeah. I do as well. And then once I get used to the fact that Doug hasn't gone at me or whatever, (laughs) but he's just carried on with his normal life and maybe even says, Oh, I quite like those shorts or whatever. um, Yeah. Then I think it gives you the confidence to do something like pop to co op or go and sit in the garden doing it or whatever. And then I think the more and more you can kind of build that up, then you can feel a bit more confident about getting your legs out more I regularly a really and then good they idea. start to get brown yeah. in the summer and then you and then it all mm. goes away and you're not worried about it as much
2: not me that's never going to happen I don't go brown <laughs> but um I can always go to fake town if I, I oh very true mm. and fake town does re- it helps with all sort of manner of issues but um I definitely began to think that yes I want to go down that route because because uh Felix yesterday said why don't you ever wear shorts mummy Oh, did she? Mm-hmm. That's that's a moment to reflect, isn't it? That's the kind yeah. of oh yeah, yeah. Because because I'm ashamed of my legs, Felix. I'm not going to say that, am I? So it's kind of yeah. Why don't I wear shorts? I need to I need to wear shorts to make sure that <laughs> she, she is never ashamed or conscious of any. Yeah, part of her body. it did help mm-hmm. me with my mum.
1: Like she's got quite similar shaped legs to me, and she always used to wear shorts to be fair when I was growing up. And it did make me be like, why am I worried about it? My mum does it and like it's nobody's looking at her and she's very confident and relaxed. And maybe she wasn't. Maybe deep down she was doing exactly the same thing. Because I think everybody is self-conscious of themselves to a degree. And also um, shorts objectively are kind of a bit shit. (laughs) They are
2: a bit shit.
1: I think some people love shorts, but... I'm wearing a pair yeah. of loose denim shorts at the moment, and that's about nice. as far as I can go. But yeah. generally, I feel shorts are not massively designed. They're certainly not designed if your thighs rub together for you.
2: No, and no. and I, yeah, I mean, I I do occasionally because we're sent things. I do. I've I've tried stuff on in the last year just to see if I look any different. If if miraculously things have changed, and I try them on and then take them off and then I give them to Rachel. Mm. Yeah, she's a short wearer. Some of us are, and some of us aren't. It's kind yeah. of like Marmite. I so it's just it you know, is. Way it is. Some of us are.
1: It's all different different body parts, isn't it?
2: Different body parts. But I do, I do, I stand by the thing that I've said before because I've talked to short wearers before, who are completely unaware that there are people el- elsewhere in the world who cannot or will not wear shorts, no matter what the temperature is, because of body hangups. Short wearers. And non-short wearers, like non-short wearers, I think understand that the world is different. Short wearers mm. that have always been short wearers cannot comprehend non-short wearers. Like I, so I've had conversations, and I'm, I'm going to say that as a blanket. I have had conversations with with you know proper short wearers that mm. wear shorts all the way through the summer, and they've gone, just wear shorts, just wear shorts. I and wear there's, shorts. There's just wear shorts. Of, yeah. Not a flicker of understanding that people might have any kind of hang up about them and and they might have body hang ups, but it's nothing to do with their legs or ass or ankles or whatever. It's to do with maybe their arms or their boobs or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But they cannot short wearers have a. Um, and I'm going to say this as a contentious thing. I reckon short wearers have less empathy than non-short wearers discuss okay
1: discuss (laughs) write in if you're
2: a short wearer
1: and tell us we're bitches yeah (laughs) probably will classic short wearers no empathy
2: classic in it right (laughs) (laughs) that has been broadly speaking my experience from speaking to two women yeah so I think (laughs) serious research has been done here absolutely yeah that's that's quite the good kind of uh, cross-section of society but um The other thing, I'm just, I'm sitting here nervously and I feel like I should explain why I'm sitting here nervously. I'm sitting slightly on the wonk. I don't know if Mm. you can tell. And I'm sitting on the wonk. Are you waiting for something? No, it's because, it's because there is a fuck off massive spider up in my wardrobe. Oh no, oh really? It's so huge. I'm talking about female hangups. It's terrible, isn't it? But it's so massive that I don't want to close my wardrobe door, which is why there's a sort of shadow here. I don't want to close it. Because when I opened it just now to get my T-shirt out, I clearly dislodged it from it was building, you know, probably between door and bag that's at the top there. And so I've got a horrible feeling that if I close the door, it's going to build its web. I'm going to open the door later on when I've forgotten all about it and it's going to fall on my head. So I can't do that. (gasps) It's stuck there now, too high up for me to comfortably reach, even on a chair. And it's hanging precariously off the side of a bag, which means I can't put a glass over it. it's not on a nice flat surface and even if I did it's so big I'd probably have to tuck its little legs in oh no that oh, that's horrid huge. when that happens isn't it And it's it? a chunky one as well it's not even a flighty one it's a big chunky oh. number I think it might be a false widow so I'm having a little bit of <laughs> oh Where's it's
1: dangerous? okay I, uh, well my alternative perspective I don't love them at all but I don't mind doing spiders I quite like being the one in the household to oh, scoop up can you the come spiders. round? Shall I come and sort it out? <laughs> yes. The only yeah, one I had the other the day. Yeah, with a postcard in <laughs> the glass. The only um, the only one I had the other day was, um, I was, yeah, at Cara's house and they've got a sort of summer house and there was a spider Ooh. in there like none other I've ever seen and that was the first time oh. I, I, I did get mega, mega heebie-jeebies from that spider. It was nasty. <laughs> yeah. It was mainly because, and I'm so sorry to say this, on the podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe we have to do a bit of a trigger warning because some people are like Doug will be sick if he sees a spider on the screen or something really yeah Yeah, like he cannot handle it so if you're one of those people plug your ears for one second but the reason it grossed me out is it looked like it was full of eggs or something oh yeah it had like a big swollen arse (laughs) it was horrible that's where rank. I keep my eggs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in on? our arses. Exactly. So I yeah. presumed it was the same sort of biology that's going on there. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, well. That's not nice.
1: Shall we? Shall we discuss what we've been up to? Um, yes. Uh, so safe for you now, sp- people who don't like spiders. You can um, unclog your ears.
2: Unclog your ears. No spiders. No. No arses spiders though. anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But because uh, since we last spoke to you all. Um, mm-hmm. We've done a few exciting things. One, I we guess, will you'll hear soon, but we went to London to um, meet and chat to the guys from Bad Boy Running. That was very exciting.
2: Oh, we had the best time, didn't we?
1: We had such a good time. I'm such still on a, a high. Time.
2: It was amazing. It, it
1: was, was so really fun. fun. Yeah. They were really um, bad influences. So that was good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep um uh yeah and then we've also uh we also because of the conversations that we've had around kind of slow running and heart rate and vo2 max and stuff like that we had a chat last week with um a lovely woman from garmin Mm. um and we had a chat with her to find out more about it and so we what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to have that chat um in a little bit um, and we've got we've recorded that for you so that'll be that'll be coming up um shortly yeah Um, we're we're
1: listening to you we're listening to you we
2: are well
1: I don't know actually when we did say that we wanted to do more expert stuff quite a lot of you were like no please carry on chatting shit but we Mm. are listening to some of the angry reviewers and we're trying Mm -hmm. to have uh some more experts in because it's a classic Esther and me to just say oh, we'll 100% get someone in to talk about this, but we have actually followed through on our promise. We have. Um, And yeah, she was so lovely. I really enjoyed speaking to um, the lady from Garmin, Anne, Anne, who I don't believe this was part of the recording, but very embarrassingly, we believed to be living in Australia for the whole conversation until (sighs) she revealed AUS actually stood for Austin, Texas. So she was quite confused when we were like, oh, are you going to pop another shrimp on the Barbie later? (laughs) She was like, What the fuck are you talking about?
2: <laughs> In those exact words. As well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah she did.
1: <laughs> and that was quite funny. We hadn't that's acknowledged funny. that to each yeah. other, that slip up yet.
2: Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, no, hell. My geography is bad at the best of times. But, yeah. I that know. Was, that
1: was it did make a lot more sense
2: when we realized yeah, that's where she was. As she sounded American and the title. looked of day like America. And, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those things. All those, those, yeah. Big, big pointers. Uh definitely oh, not Australia. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. That was yeah. it was great fun though, and it was
1: really, really useful. So hopefully you guys find it as useful as we did. Um yeah. but we've there's been all sorts of conversations going on, haven't there, on um on the Podscore Discord. So yes. if you are not part of our um Patreon community, then um you know, fuck you. No, of course not. <laughs> of course no. get of course we on board <laughs> but, but then, yeah, yeah get on board because it is fantastic and um a, a quick little plug for as little as two pounds a month you can join i mean there's all sorts that goes on there we do silly episodes where we don't talk about running at all um we do live um live pods and stuff but we also have a thriving group chat um totally thriving yep. totally thriving and there's been a lot of Talk since the last episode about slow running, and people giving this kind of eighty twenty a go. Yes, I've, I wrote yes stuff in my column for the mag next month. I mean, it's she we, did. It, we've she have been a flurry talking about
2: it. And we thinking have about it. We it's been it's been it was really good. I was reading through um all the comments on Discord this morning, and it was great because it was lovely to see that I'm not the only one. That we're not the only ones whose minds have been ever so slightly blown. Not just in the concept of running slower than we normally do, but also that concept of that twenty percent of of your runs doesn't just mean your interval training. It just means the section of your intervals that are the fast bits. So it was like, yeah, I I, that was that I found that quite a a, a big thing to take on board but I I tried it can I took can I tell you about yeah my running? tell me about your experience
1: because <gasps> I did clock on Instagram that you had done a, a slower pace how was it
2: right okay so I I was just thinking about it this morning since we last spoke and since the kind of the slow running epiphany I've had four runs look at us ah. we're talking about running oh my god you've had four, four. runs since then yeah I know you know what oh, I'm like yeah you're I'm a close. nightmare and I know I am gross.
1: <laughs> but no, I, I'm I shouldn't not shame you your, for being sporty. I shouldn't shame you for being sporty. I've had like sporty. one I'm... incredibly sweaty one where I was like, uh-huh. well, you know, I'm just going to go really, really slowly. And I guess I'm doing all the right things. And this is sport now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I promise I'm not showing you off, showing off about the fact that I went for four rounds, but it's just to indicate what I was trying to do. Okay, with each yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. For your I, split. Was, I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to kind of do the eighty twenty in those four rounds. So, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I failed miserably because there was not enough twenty and there was too much eighty. It's kind of essentially what was the problem there. Oh. But so for my, so my first, I mean, run, same,
1: I suppose. Yeah,
2: I don't mm, know when I'm so... planning to do the twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> October or something. Yeah. Um, so I did my first run was just my normal midweek run and I did it, I just did it slower. So I I would. I normally pace between nine and a half and 10 minute miles. And this I pushed to, I tried to do 10 and a half to 11. Mm, I saw um, 11.02 very, or something on your Garmin. Thank you. And there was, there was actually a very good point that um, uh, someone was saying on Discord, how do you do that in kilometers? Because obviously it's it's a different it's oh many, yeah that's very true. I'm talking about minute miles yeah also, so I, I, was I need not, to i haven't been that one very out.
1: scientific I did similar to you where I was just like I'm just gonna add like a minute onto what I'd usually do mm. so I worked out my last race pace and then I added like a minute which I think technically mm. you were who was it that you spoke to that you got this fountain of knowledge from um mostly my friend Laura so uh, <laughs> shout out to Laura yeah. um and I think uh, originally she she said a few minutes slower than your pace didn't she yeah,
2: well I think oh she
1: said then your, maybe then your quickest
2: pace yes exactly mm-hmm. so she was saying like like some people like elites and stuff will go from like f- w- there'll be like a four minute differential between yeah. your fast fast race pace like your five kilometer race pace and your slow easy pace yeah um but I think as a rule of thumb your easy pace you should be able to hold a conversation at so like uh, uh, do that Okay, I think, and I think this is probably where heart rate comes into it, and maybe that's a conversation for the next episode, because we haven't oh, talked yeah. about heart rate particularly. Been We've lots just talked of, about pace. of
1: heart rate chat on the Discord as well, and I've actually found that really useful um to make. That's made me feel a lot better. Anyway, we'll discuss yeah. that next week. But I've also found myself to be because there was something that felt, and again, this is me realizing as this comes out my mouth that this is horrible to myself and to other people. But there's something about running 12-minute miles. It's it's actually not – it's not shame that I think that that's really rubbish and nobody should be doing that. I know that's what lots of us do. I, but I think it takes me back to a time where I was really struggling with my fitness when I was getting back into it post-COVID and stuff. And yeah. finding – I associate that kind of pace with, like, really, really struggling. And yeah. so I think it makes me be like, oh, I have to pick that up. I have to work hard. I have to get out of that slump. And so it's just reminding myself that it's like, it's okay to stay there. But I did see some people chatting on the discord and saying like, you know, the reminder that nobody cares about your pace. Nobody knows. You don't have to. I don't do it anymore. I don't share my runs on Strava anymore. I don't put them up anywhere. Um, And nobody who's running past me or sees me going along is going to know like how, how long my run is or... I mean, are they really also going to be getting their sort of, I don't know, how do you measure that stuff? Are they going to be getting the slow motion camera or the
2: slide rule or whatever yeah. out
1: and seeing how <laughs> yeah. slow I am? No, of yeah. they're not.
2: No, they're not. Unless exactly. they're really weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and in which case, fuck them. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, then no, no. They're, they're the losers, so... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look, but it I'll is tell you hard, what, isn't it? It is hard. I it, mean, it's super, super hard. And I think, I think we, like us two, we're really fortunate because we can kind of call on the expertise of of loads of people, which I think we should do to try and illuminate all of us who don't really have a fucking clue. And it's taken me such a long time to get my head around heart rate, and I'm still not there. But yeah. let's have a chat about it. I will tell you what, let's have a let's listen in to. What Anne had to tell us about VO2 Max. yeah uh, Queen Anne first. Queen Anne, yeah. She <laughs> a hero of chairs and VO2 Max. Um, yes, we loved her. So we did, we did indeed. So um let's listen from her and she can tell us more about how to use our garments, about how to figure out our VO2 Max, um, what it is, um, and that kind of stuff. Let's nice. do that now.
1: Live from Australia.
2: <laughs>
1: it, oh, In that Texas. was awful accent. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Um, please, take it away. (laughs) Paul, haven't you always dreamt of crossing that iconic finish line on the Mall with Buckingham Palace behind you and a well-earned medal in your grasp? Well, of course, but the 26.2 miles that you've got to run before you get there, not so much. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm not talking about the London Marathon. Did you know that the London Vitality 10,000 finishes on the exact same mile? You can have the same final victory lap without having to run a marathon. As if.
1: Isn't running a 10k still going to be a little bit tricky? I I think 10k runners are meant to
2: be of the speedy variety. Well, yeah, that's true. Some of them are, but... If you join our very own Women's Running Wave, we'll be setting off right at the back without any time pressure whatsoever. There'll be space for speedy runners and slow plodders alike. Plus, we'll be starting the race together and supporting each other all the way round.
1: Well, 100% sign me up.
2: And also, quick request, can we have a cold glass of Savvy B afterwards? Oh, most definitely. And not only that, but we'll also be meeting up beforehand in our own special Women's Running Zone, where we can all do a little excited wee in our pants together.
1: Sounds bloody brilliant. Head to vitalitylondon10000.co.uk today and select the Women's Running Wave when you sign up to run with us, as well as
2: hundreds of other brilliant women. Link in the show notes. So we've been talking quite a bit recently on our podcast about, our. we both have Garmin's and we were talking about, we were talking really kind of, um, what's the word, Um, inexpertly about stuff like VA2 Max and things like that. And so we thought just to clarify all of our conversations, it'd be good to get an expert on to actually tell us what is going on and what's being measured. Yeah, um, we do quite a lot of acting, like we know what we're talking
1: about, but <laughs> really,
2: we do need
3: help. Yeah, <laughs> i <I'm laughs> sure you do. guys manage well. Yeah. Don't don't sell yourself <laughs> short. <laughs> and I've
2: bought um, I've bought my Garmin that I wear, which is uh, a Phoenix Seven from last year. Um, but I've oh, also nice. bought yeah, the for show and tell. I've bought the um. 7 Pro which oh arrived you have
3: wow before. you're yeah you're on top of it you got the latest and greatest it. yeah I'm just oh, putting mine on <laughs> now so that I am at, I have got something to say for
1: myself I've got the 265S
3: ooh that's a good one too I love that one too yeah you guys have all the, um, the best ones
2: <laughs> oh
0: yeah okay
3: for comparison I use the um Phoenix 7 also
2: ah uh, yeah and I, which i absolutely love so i i didn't mm-hmm. think that i would um see uh, so before then i had a 235 i think anyway mm-hmm. it just yeah it's um which i also loved so anyway um <laughs> what what i do love is 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 shifting around between these watches uh, uh that there isn't a big leap in terms of things to know like yeah it's 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 the same Mm -hmm. using the 235 and using the phoenix 7 which is there's there's a big difference between the two of them but you still press the same buttons and navigate in the same way which i i am very relieved by being a kind of general technophobe so (laughs) (laughs) i do love that very much yeah Um, but i i have been too scared to put the 7 pro on it it hasn't actually made it onto my wrist yet it's still sat there Um,
3: she's got it with her It's, it's looking lovely (laughs) <laughs> yes, it does, and I I do the same thing. I get really attached to my watches, and and I have the ability, of working for Garmin, to change it up frequently. But I end up sticking with mm-hmm. the same one for so long because I get attached to it and love, you know, all everything mm-hmm. that that comes with it. I get to know it really well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, well, speaking I
1: speaking of Anne, do you want to like say who you are a little bit? And sure. Let, yeah, introduce yourself a bit. <laughs> Sorry, we launched straight into the Garmin chat there because we're very open.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm so appreciative that you guys love Garmin. I do as well. So I've been with Garmin for a little over six years, and I work for a team at Garmin called Garmin Health. Um, basically, my role is to partner with organizations in um, life and health insurance in digital therapeutics. Um, I also work on some fitness and gym and studio use cases as well. And basically, my role in working with these organizations is to help them get access to the physiologic data our devices generate um, so that they can build programs around that data. So usually that comes in the form of um, supporting an integration that they may have interest in doing. Garmin has a number of developer programs, APIs and SDKs that allow these organizations to be able to um, access the data um, and then utilize that data in their programs. Then I also work with them on sales and marketing um, efforts to um, engage their member population. Cool.
2: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Well, we've definitely got the right person on the pod, right? (laughs) Yeah, this sounds good. This sounds good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we talk, as Esther was saying, I guess, we talk a lot on our podcast about running well actually less than you'd Mm. think but we're both (laughs) about running um and uh and a lot of what we we do with our own running like both of us are we were discussing this this morning amateur runners we were saying which sounds very sort of demoralizing doesn't it but in the sense that neither of us are kind of hugely elite or looking to be um running you know breaking any world records anytime soon Mm but we just love to know a bit more about some of the stats that we find a bit confusing or um, just know a bit more about what it is that we should be using our garments for because a lot of what I don't know about you, Esther, but I tend to use mine for all the stuff that, to be honest, my phone could probably do. So all the standard things like how far have I run? What was my pace? All of that. It's lovely to have Mm -hmm. it on the watch, but I know I could be doing more. Um, And then the other things that, I sort of have tried to branch out into using more recently. Have been VO2 max as one of them. Um, I know that that needs to be something that I work on, and I think forty and above is a sort of good place to aim for that to be. But also, I don't really know what it is. Esther and I have been sort of trying to talk about it, but we're not one hundred percent sure. So, to throw a huge question at you to start: What is VO2 max? And what do we need to be doing to get it better?
3: No, it's a great question. Um, so VO2 max is the estimated volume of oxygen that your body can process at any given time. And basically in the in your Garmin watch, we provide a uh, VO2 max score and um, kind of insights on that score, um, that number with the goal of training and things that you can do to positively impact that score and make it better. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of how we view it. Um,
1: so, so basically (laughs) if if that improves, what we're improving is our, our body's ability to sort of process oxygen
3: properly. Exactly. 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 So the more oxygen your body can consume, um, the more oxygenated blood that pumps your muscles and improves your training.
2: Okay. Okay. So, so how can we... How can we affect? And I know, I know there are huge differences between ages as well. So I know that mine is very. I'm I'm twenty years older than Holly, so it's like, or more. Oh, oh God, I think it's more than. That. So um, does your yeah. number look different
1: to mine, Esther? That you're aiming yeah. for? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it does. I think okay. it does. Is that right?
3: Yeah. So there are a number of different things that go into um, your score. Age and gender are definitely one of those elements, or a big kind of mm-hmm. play a big role. Um, so it can. Uh, you know different ages can uh impact the score as well as other things like um, heart rate uh the amount of training that you're doing um, heat if you're training in heat, so there are other important factors that affect it but age and ge- gender are definitely a big one oh, okay so okay.
2: how do we um like how do we make it better then what do we do and 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 what the other question there is actually how does How does our watch measure it if it's to do with something that we're taking, like breathing in? How does that work?
3: Yeah, so um, we've, uh, in terms of how do you improve it? Um mm. you improve it by um, training more. The more you train, the more, um and, and the more you're running and walking and cycling, the more that will have a positive imp- impact on your score. Um, also Garmin offers training plans from Garmin coach and doing one of those plans. Mm. The goal of those plans is to incrementally improve your aerobic capacity um, through those training plans. So doing something like that can improve your score. Um, the way that, uh, the, the vo2 max uh, score is based off of an algorithm impacted by a lot of different factors heart rate heart rate variability um, are you know go into it um, and and ultimately vo2 max is basically just an assessment of your aerobic capacity how fit you are um, and how effective your training is so it's the great thing is that you can do a lot of things to impact it impact it and positively improve it
2: oh, okay okay um- so how could yeah what, what what when and when what we were worried about was actually looking at some of these scores on our watches and then making us having little worries and little bubbles yes. I
1: stuff. think that that's one of <laughs> one of the big things that we that we do a little bit is like mm.
2: um
1: so I I found the first time that I I did a serious exercise class having gone from having a good vo2 max i did an exercise class and then it was like it 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 bumped me down to fair <laughs> straight away it was like no you're not actually good we got that wrong it's fair um and i think stuff like that although it's really useful to know that information stuff like that can be a little bit anxiety inducing maybe makes you kind of worry mm-hmm. a little bit about your overall health but you're sort of saying that that VO2 max while being a while being a kind of good indication of our general ability to sort of process oxygen that's something that we're always working we can always work towards right it's
3: not absolutely and and, mm-hmm. and different okay. kind of phases of life things can ebb and flow like um i was pregnant a year ago and my VO2 max definitely took a bit big hit um okay the the great thing is that we can make there are little things that we can do every day to make that score better and to um, make the ability of processing oxygen uh, from our body a little easier. And um, one of those things is to just keep at it, keep training, keep doing the things you love to do. Um, And the positive impacts of, of doing those things will impact a score like the O2 max. But it's also important not to pay, you know, if this is something that you love to do, it's the it's not only about the numbers, although the numbers are great Mm. um, and a good indication of a good gauge of whether your fitness is trending in the right direction. Um, Fitness is fun. So I wouldn't (laughs) focus too much on that stuff um, because because, that's really good to keep it fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Oh, really I mean, I
2: notice with things like VO2 max and some of the other stats as well that um, the the thing is after you've been doing kind of a, a number of years of training that the numbers um, obviously will, will level out because you can't continue yeah. get to, to get better and better and better and better and better. Right. So, with a, a couple of my numbers, my ambition is really to sort of to
3: keep them where they are rather than to right. see them fall down. <laughs>
2: exactly. And is, is that
3: okay? Of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I think, um, you know, the goal is to feel healthy, to feel good when we're working out and um, to to be able to do the things you love and Mm. to, um, you know, the numbers can support that and encourage you and bolster you. Um, But if the numbers aren't what you want to see, that doesn't mean that things aren't going to go in the right direction as well. And, And sometimes it's just a matter of maintaining and not necessarily improving the score. Um, mm. So I think you're doing exactly the right things. It sounds like you guys are doing what you love and the score is, um, you know, is something that's there, but it doesn't necessarily need to rule your training.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, then I had, I was just wondering, and I don't know if this is going to be your arena. I'm sure it is actually. Um, <laughs> the, the last time I had a chat with a very nice person from Garmin, um, I think it might have been before I had this watch actually, the the, the Phoenix 7, which I've got. Um that I asked them if there were any little hidden secrets. And I know that they sh- they shouldn't be hidden necessarily, but I, I remember there were a couple of really nice little bits um, that this chap told me. Like, for instance, Hold, you might not know this. Did mm-hmm. you know that um, if your watch is kind of lit up, you can, you can dim the light by putting your hand over the top of it like that and it goes back down again? No, uh, though that kind of makes
1: sense. Yes, I think I might have accidentally done that a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and so
2: had I, so had I. <laughs> but it's 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 so useful, um. And I can't remember another one that you did, but I I, I just wondered um with with these two watches that I've got, which is the Phoenix Seven mm. and the Phoenix Seven Pro, I was just wondering if you knew if there were any little secret hacks. Hacks. secret. Hacks. Yeah,
3: yes. I hacks. love that. Yes, I don't know if it's <laughs> a hack like you learned last time, so I'm not going to be able to give you a cool like light feature like that. But one of the biggest um, metrics that I'm using on a daily basis is training readiness um, and that's a relatively new metric um, both all of the watches that you've mentioned have that so the two, 400 265 and the Phoenix Pro uh, 7 mm. Pro and the Phoenix 7 they all have it but it's basically training readiness uh, it provides a score kind of similar to VO2 Max provides a score and it takes in a lot of different elements um, data points sleep is a big one, heart rate variability. Um, and it ultimately tells you and tells me in the, when I wake up in the morning, how ready am I to take on a difficult workout? Um, and my sleep has been pretty awful lately. So most of the time it can, it can be a bit, it it helps me kind of plan my day and plan what I'm, um, the the different types of training I might do that day um, and really encourages me to focus on the things that I can do to make my health a little bit better. So I'm really kind of for me, sleep hygiene is like the thing that I'm focused on. How can I shut down my devices earlier at the night? How can I kind of create a good sleep routine so that I can get a better sleep readiness score or excuse me, training readiness score. Um, So Mm. I think that's like to me, the most underrated metric and the one that I'm using the most I love it um so I think that's cool. kind of maybe not a hack but just a feature that maybe mo- some people haven't been aware of that that's yeah really I don't that I've I
1: don't think I've looked at that the only thing that I suppose that's
3: similar on mine that I have
1: looked into is the body battery thing yeah so when it was oh, sort yeah. of really, tell you really... whether it, yeah so it's kind of similar to that
3: yeah. So the body battery battery, battery is a score um, that assesses your, basically your energy levels at that given time. So it's a uh, dynamic metric that will change throughout the day. And, you know, assuming you're waking up with a good, like well-rested and have had a good sleep and, um, you know, had, uh, you know, a good dinner before that and, and everything went well that night before, uh, you'd be waking up with the highest score for the day and as the day goes on, as you're, you know, having meetings, as you're um, you know, working out, as you're um, you know, eating, fueling, maybe taking a nap, like your body battery will ebb and flow throughout the day. It'll go higher, it'll go lower. And it really just a, a dynamic assessment of kind of where is your energy at. And it's 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 anecdotally for me, it's so accurate. Like I can tell Mm. after I've had, you know, maybe back-to-back meetings and I'm low on fuel, like I need to have a snack or I need to, you know, focus on taking in more hydration that, you know, it is kind of low. And then as I do things to, you know, stretch and, um, you know, have a snack, have that snack, uh, you know, rest my body a little bit, um, stretch, it kind of changes. So it's, it's a pretty accurate reflection of where you're at for the day. Cool. Oh, that's, that's really good to know.
2: Cause I do, I look at those things, but I, yeah, I never, I never quite understand. I just, I just hope that, although that said, um, that battery does reflect when I've had a bad night's sleep for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. So um, it, it does, it does pick up on that. Yeah.
1: Um, but how, so
2: th- there was a question that I know that a oh, whole you were interested in the sort of the breathing thing element what was that all about? Oh
1: yeah, well I was just wondering how um it manages this is is a technical question but and I don't know whether this is going to be really specific. But I was I was yeah. what I often use my Garmin for and this is really weird but because I have I have quite bad anxiety and I um If I'm having a panic attack or something, I actually find it really, really Mm -hmm. useful to look at my heart rate um, on Garmin to kind of realize that I'm I'm okay that it's actually it's not going to dangerous places and that I'm absolutely fine. Um, But one thing that I've discovered recently is is the breaths per minute. And I was just wondering how on earth it works that out and how that that's so clever. Do you know how that data is? kind of gathered?
3: Yeah, so that is um, a proprietary algorithm that we've created. And heart rate variability is kind of the main, one of the main metrics that informs that score. Um, mm-hmm. So so that there's a few other elements that go into it, but heart rate variability is certainly a, an important one. Um, and you'll have, it depends on the device that you have, but you'll have a uh, sleep uh, respiration and then uh, a lot mm. of the watches today also have kind of like an on-demand score as well um, yeah yeah mine's got an
1: on-demand one I think
3: yeah 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 so um it's a good kind of reflection of um just the respiration rate and your heart mm. rate and um you know basically uh, you know if it is something that you're concerned about, your heart rate and having anxiety, it is a good measure and, and kind of indicator of where you are. And, and, um, we also have kind of the ability to, um, do a breathing exercise or meditation, mm-hmm. which can ultimately it's basically an exercise that uh, the watch will walk you through to kind of calm your breathing and slow your, um, kind of slow those breaths per minute so something you can also take I on didn't as
1: well. know that so occasionally it's told me that I should take deep breaths but mm-hmm. is there there a specific kind of you know meditations or whatever or sort of guided mm-hmm. things that you can find on on connect yes yeah yeah Oh my God, you learn new things every day. I've only just discovered
3: the training plans a couple of weeks ago and it's blown my mind. Yeah. So yeah, there's so much. I know I, I, uh, I find myself also kind of leaning into the same metrics and utilizing like certain things often, but mm-hmm. I always get surprised with the new things, especially as new watches come out, like with the pro and, um, the Phoenix 7 pro and, and other kind of when the foreign or 265 like oh wow there's so many features that I barely scratched the surface on but yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot to to garments and um the the metrics that we're creating um, but yeah Amazing. it's a great yeah do
1: you find that's those good, all on the app within the kind of workout or the um
3: so um, sorry I put you um, on the spot there no 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 worries <laughs> um, the breathing it depends on the watch that you have in but I believe mm. that you can um with your activities um i don't know I don't use a foreigner two sixty five uh you know regularly today mm-hmm. um so I don't know exactly how you would set it up, but I actually believe you can set up an activity on the watch so that you can do a breathing exercise on um, led by the watch itself um as opposed to doing it through the connect app um so wow. i'll set all um I'll, I'll figure yeah, out exactly how you can set that up on your 265 and send you a quick article. Thank you so much.
1: That's so helpful. Oh, I'm just yeah. very so I'm
3: having looking. A, Are you looking? a look yeah, now, looking. but yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, there's there's so much to try and find, isn't there? Oh, look, I'm going on settings oh, and everything. Look. Oh, activities and apps. Okay, found it's it? on there. I found breathwork. No yeah. way!
1: Incredible. Okay, I am going oh. to do that after this good I'm course. so glad
2: that's oh amazing my God. have you got it, winter Aspen? sport no I've got winter sports and racket sports I'll
1: oh, keep <laughs> going to other mine, mine mine was under other
2: horseback breath work <laughs> jump master Oh, oh my God. God! I've also I've I've just discovered as well. I'm so
1: sorry, Anne. We're such philistines. I've just discovered that there's yoga on there as well. I was doing my yoga earlier. Yes. Like, I wonder if my Garmin supports my yoga. Yes, it does. Is the
2: answer? It. Yes, it, it does. does. Yes.
1: Amazing. This is so so oh good. Oh my anyway. God!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. We're in fact... I had no idea I could do this. Look at this. <laughs> Bo- I can I can take my bouldering haul. You can take your bouldering. bouldering.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Incredible. You
2: know Thank yeah. you, Constantly Anne. Bouldering.
1: Yeah, we're going to oh, be bouldering all over the place. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's funny. Yes, I've oh. actually never even heard of bouldering, but it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So <laughs> yes. um,
2: that's uh, yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much, Anne. Um, it has been yes. super useful. Super useful. So good. Oh, I'm, glad. I'm so you. glad to hear that.
1: Right. We're back in the room. We're back in the room. How lovely to hear from someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. I know. (laughs) How strange. I know. (laughs) Anyway, welcome back to welcome back. back. Um, Oh, that was one of my favorite descriptions. I I would really like um, so very conscious of the time that we bitched about how somebody said that we were two 14 year old girls or something um and all of you went and left lovely gorgeous kind reviews and it was really really sweet <laughs> yes um yeah it was amazing it made me feel so pathetic but because i was like oh god i yeah, no. just begged them for lovely reviews but it also warmed my heart so much it was so so gorgeous um but i was actually a little bit flipping the flipping the script now i was a bit yeah. jealous when we were talking to the um bad boy running guys that yeah. they've had some descriptors that have been so funny and so damning that they've actually used them as marketing. Um, yeah. and I'm really, really jealous of the Beavis and butt head of, of running. I'm really jealous of that. I think we need something like um, that. The Chuckle we Brothers. Need of I mean two
2: fourteen the, the ch- mm. I don't want to be a Chuckle Brother of Running. Oh, don't
1: you? I love fair. the Chuckle
2: Brothers or Chuckle Brother now, sadly. They
1: they didn't one, massively one creep there. you out at any point.
2: I know. No, I loved them. Maybe did... I was very naive. Really? Oh my god!
1: Like I loved the them.
2: Creepiest men in the world. Did you find them the creepiest men in the world? No way. Along with Cliff Richard. Yes. Yes.
1: <gasps> oh, maybe I'll go back and watch some Chuckle Brothers. For the for the international listener, this is such a <laughs> weird niche reference. The Chuckle Brothers oh. were two. They were like
2: two sort of slapstick comedians that did children's yes, no, TV. Children's TV, like, honestly, I reckon if we did a doodle poll, let's, let's do a poll on okay. Insta or something, right? Are the Chuckle Brothers creepy? I bet you 95% of people say yes. Because what what are two, <coughs> two men who looked 50 when they started in broadcasting, and were probably 25, but they yeah. were about 50, with moustaches, entertaining small children by lifting furniture? i'm gonna literally put did. this on instagram right now do it do and it then it. maybe I'm...
1: by the end of the episode we will have oh come on just give me a picture of the bloody chuckle brothers
2: um
1: oh, they're
2: so creepy so creepy oh um, i think
1: they look like absolute legends what good memories me looking at them now nah. <laughs> okay well to help us divide this opinion um mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm doing this right now. I've learned this from Bad Boy Running. They did all sorts, didn't they? They kept... they did do all sorts. Just they were chucking stuff up. Is, is this going to be really weird? Are we going to get told off by our, the company, the actual publishing company that we work from, if we've just got a massive picture of the Chuckle Brothers on our Instagram? <laughs>
2: what, on stories? Yeah. Ah, fuck it. Chuck it up. For the sake of the podcast. Yeah. We need to find this stuff out. It's really important. We need I to know. I know that everyone's with me. No one's going to be with you. I think there's going to be like five fans, surely. Okay, here
1: think... we go. I'm so sorry if this is really dull for everybody. Um, no, but I'm doing this it's right now. really important. I'm really just wondering super whether we important. might actually have an answer by the end of the episode. <gasps> well, fingers are crossed. The Chuckle Brothers.
2: Creepy. Yes, they are, is the answer to that. Creepy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing it live, she's
1: doing it live. okay I'm doing it live I've just shared it on our stories for some reason I'm really worried that I'm going to have a strongly worded email from someone in marketing or something later oh this
2: is so funny I'm actually going to go on Instagram and vote now oh Oh, god I I I better vote otherwise it's going to be skewed
1: anyway okay Okay, if so the if, if 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 the answer is the Chuckle Brothers are creepy, I'll do yeah. another poll. You guys can let us know which um which comedy duo or maybe we're not even that funny, Esther.
2: No, I don't think we're that funny, are we? Do you think no. maybe we should be like, I don't know, I don't know what we should be. But also, it was to do with the fact that it was about other people commenting on us, like and saying who we were. And so I quite like the two fourteen-year-olds. That's yeah, fine. two fourteen-year-olds who are I'll two take famous
1: fourteen-year-olds. <laughs> That's
2: more Mary Kate and Ashley.
1: Yeah, they're not. I knew you anymore, were going to say that. Did you? <laughs> no, <they're not>.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're so similar. There are so many things. There are so so many synergies, aren't there, between us? I know. And, the, the Olsen
1: twins. and the Olsen twins. The
0: Olsen
1: twins. are good old the Olsen twins. I, I I used to love the Olsen twins. They had a. A range of. Do you remember when they had a range of clothes at Georgia Asda, or was that only for children, not for grown-ups? That would have been for you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big into that. Guys. Loved Mary Kate and Ashley at at Georgia Asda. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Like anyway, I ever benefited. Anyway, what I was this is I a was going to carry on. Utter shit oh, and dribble. Utter shit. Yeah. Sorry. 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 But I was going to carry on the conversation that we were having before. Anne was talking to us about Garmin. Was um, because I was going to go through my runs, my four runs, right? And I'd only got as far as the first one. So, like, just to kind of talk about the sort of um, how what how what slow running has done for me, essentially, over the last week. That's the title of this segment.
0: Okay, Um, nice. And so, we're trying to do more
2: segments, (laughs) (laughs) more segments. Brilliant, like a Terry's chocolate orange. Yeah. Um, So, um, the first run was slow. The second run, I decided to try and do some intervals, which I didn't, and I ended up doing kind of fart lecking. So running fast, but then thinking, I don't want to run any further than that, so I'm not going to run for a specific amount of time or distance. I would and just call fartlecking well, I'm I'm interval training. Okay, so I did that. And then my third run was at the weekend, and that was my longer run, air quotes, Um and because I'd not done a run more than like three or four miles in the past or sort of three weeks, I did a seven mile r- slow run um, and that was interrupted. I bumped into a mate and I talked to her for about two minutes. So I sort of stopped at about mile six or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, but I thought in the spirit of slow running, that's fine. And normally I would just run past and wave and just say, I'll text you later. But this time I was like, I'll stop and talk. Um, and then I ran this morning and I ran maybe a little slower than I would have done but it was incredibly hot incredibly hot this morning oh
1: my god it's Um, really really sweaty for those not in the UK at
2: the moment it is oh my god it's humid factory it's horrible yeah um and the end result of all of that which I think was quite targeted running uh was that my VO2 max went down by a point oh no Oh, I'm Boo. so gutted for you. Oh,
1: Thanks. well, literally fuck that, I think. Mm. Um, I'm sure that's because you were going
2: slower. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Because like, apart from anything else, actually. Also, it's so,
1: so hot. It How is are you really supposed hot? to process oxygen when the oxygen is literally like fart oxygen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so
1: like full of, it's, I don't yeah. know, what's it? the air full of? Moisture. I, I don't thicker, know. Isn't it's it? horrible. It's really,
2: yeah. It's not nice. It is like, it's you know, like breathing farts in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's deeply unpleasant. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, and I, I think, I think this does always happen that when I'm picking up, so my mileage this week will be more than the week before and more than the week before that and more than the week before that. And it's a bit like when you diet, isn't it? It's like that first week, you don't lose any weight it's always like the second or third week that you start music, like your body just is goes into shock and i think this has happened before to me that when i've started training for a marathon for instance so i start that training block mm-hmm. um and i kind of really sort of figure out what all my sessions are going to be that in that time that i i just suddenly see a little dip but what I mean, it was really fucking annoying because i have been the same vo2 max for maybe 18 months and just before then i was I'm not as high as I, at my peak, which was just before, I think, the first marathon. And I was nice and peaky then. And I've dropped two points since then. But I just think maybe that's just an age thing. I don't know. Um, And now, yeah, I just dropped down one more point. I was like, I'd been the same number for, like, years. That's so annoying. uh,
1: Well, I reckon... I'm presuming so here, it. yes. And what I'm, pre- I think we should stay at our eighty twenty thing. It's a good experiment. Realistically, yeah. like it can't have that much of a negative effect on anything. Like let's just run faster again if it drops another point or whatever. But I think yeah. what's happening probably is so obviously Anne has given us lovely information earlier in the episode. However, I'm sure that. At the end of the day, a Garmin can't tell you absolutely everything that's going on in your body. It doesn't tell you things that you're deciding to do. It doesn't tell you what you are feeling necessary that day. Obviously, it has got stats mm. like training readiness and stuff like that. But like,
2: mm.
1: I think, uh, it, it, I mean, I suppose it knows the temperature to a degree, but doesn't necessarily know what specific oh, impact does. that's going to have on your body.
2: Well, it's, do you know, it's quite good. Like, I remember when I was running, in fact, it was really good when I was running last summer in Cornwall, where we were going through the heat wave, and I had to do really long runs to prepare for the October marathon. Mm. Um, it did it, 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 there is this thing where it would like, it was basically saying that I was running in heat. And so therefore, like, there was some kind of acclimatization stuff. So you know, you know how like, They're not saying that to you today. Are, no, it bloody didn't. I thought it should do. Yes, yeah, but yeah, elite athletes—they go and train hot, in hot places, don't they? At at um, high altitude, yeah. Um, so that when they come back to normal altitude and normal temperatures, they're then like super fast and and crazy, crazy good. I guess and that's I think what that- we're doing, though, right? With the slow. It's sort of yeah yeah not, and, we're well, not doing the, high altitudes that but like we're doing uh, runs but if we're running that, in heat mm-hmm. if we're running in, in hot weather then yeah it should be it should actually have a beneficial effect yeah like basically sort we're of. preparing ourselves
1: for a an event a longer run that we want to do a race uh, trying to get a pb or just crossing mm. the finish line of something um by doing by training our body to run slow and long so that when it cuts and I guess that's the kind of that's the similar thing like you're not necessarily going to see the performance of a lifetime until you've done I think my theory is that Garmin Mm. has taken various stats that it does know like you ran slower that day like Mm. it clearly doesn't believe that 25 degrees whatever it is right now is not is hot enough um that um you I don't know whatever else um, and it's decided that also that you quite suddenly dropped your pace yeah. by about a minute which is quite a lot Yeah, and it's decided therefore that it's taken those stats and they've played into your VO2 max. I had it too Esther don't worry mm-hmm. last time I went spinning because I hadn't been spinning with my Garmin on Yeah, it was like yeah it, it came up with a huge thing on the watch while I was, this is actually I didn't mention this to Anne but this is my beef with Garmin. Mm-hmm. Um, it came up with a big thing on the watch while I was in the middle of the class, saying "poor." Oh, and I was like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, I'm trying my best, and yeah, it was no, shouting at that... me and telling me I was poor. I was doing poorly with my efficiency or something, and oh. I was like, "I'm just doing exactly what the instructor's telling me to do right now," and yeah. I don't feel like I'm going to die. Otherwise, I would fall off the bike um yeah and um it it bumped me down a point as well and I think it's like maybe sometimes when you do something new and different like see what happens if you keep running at yeah. the new plan of eighty twenty, because it will take a while to adjust to what you're actually like intending to do
0: it's probably yeah. just seen yeah.
1: that as a slow run that's much slower than your usual pace and it's like oh sure. she must be dropping in fitness or whatever whereas if you keep
2: going at it, maybe it will understand more. Yeah. That's the understand more. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's right. Because there is, there's definitely like it does, it plays catch up a little bit. Like, so sometimes, you know, like when you start running just before I hit a mile, i get a little thing. Maybe that was the th- same. That's what you were getting. And I get a thing on, on my Garmin that will say whether my performance is minus one or plus two or whatever. And um, at the moment there's been lots of minus numbers, which I think is indicating yeah. that that's why my VO2 max is going. And that's, yeah, I felt i felt fine so yeah yeah but the other thing i mean because of hot running Mm -hmm. you know what we should name check we should name check keely lovely lovely keely who got in touch the other week because we were talking about um we were talking about sunscreens and we were talking about what sunscreens we could wear that wouldn't sting our eyes and lovely keely got in touch um and she does pr i think for I'm, i'm not gonna be able to pronounce it can you pronounce it the company Oh, um, I you, you, uh, d- What do you, you mean do because say, it's American? Well, it's got an E in them. Is it color E science or
1: Oh, I just thought it said color science.
2: No, there's an E in the middle of it. Oh. Oh, do you think it do you colore, think it is color si- colore science. Col- colore science? Colore. Colore science. science. Colore
1: science. Colore <laughs> science. That's For the name the summer of the company in Sicily. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, really, uh, apologies, Keeley. We probably should have checked how we actually pronounce it before we mentioned it, it. on the pod.
2: Um, I was like, oh, it's color-y. color science,
1: isn't it? But I was too embarrassed to say it in case you were oh, like, well, maybe no, it was
2: color science. Well, it's just because it's it's spelt differently. But loads of companies color science are weird, yeah, yeah. color science. Um, but she said, color science, lovely goodies, color. <laughs> 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 so funny it was Uh, so glorious
1: though wasn't it yeah she sent us a whole goodie bag
2: loads of stuff and um and it does include lots and lots of lovely kind of spf 50 stuff which is what i need because i'm paler than paler than pale but my absolute favorite thing is she sent this thing and it's called a sun forgettable sun forgettable i know what what you're gonna say sun forgettable total protection sport stick um and I love this because basically it's like a deodorant. Oh, that wasn't the one gonna I thought show you were
1: going to say. But it's amazing. No, it's this
2: one. This is great because it means you can just like um, wipe it on like a deodorant, and you don't have to. So yeah, like it's I've a bit like Body Glide or something, isn't it? Yes. Basically.
1: Like you, yes, it, it's it's that sort of a stick or like Wild, if you've ever used that that deodorant, where it's kind of like yeah. a cream stick sort of thing, and and you just swipe it all over you. Which I imagine for children. <gasps>
2: For absolutely children, ideal. Absolutely ideal. Mm-hmm. And for adults that still kind of scrunch up their faces when they when you put like you know Factor 50 on, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, yeah, and it, and you don't have to. It's not messy, and you just glide it. On, oh, anyway, I have to. That that is my 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 big massive tick. From yeah. That. And look, yeah, Factor 50. Ugh, chemical free, sweat resistant. Boom loved it so
1: good it's really really good um I've been loving them as well I've incorporated the thank you so much Keely like it was so kind Mm. um uh yeah I've incorporated there's a there's a a kind of matte face oh sorry Dave I just smacked the microphone (laughs) uh
3: there's
1: a there's a a kind of matte um unlike Esther classic I haven't I haven't prepared what the uh, you can probably tell me if you've got the leaflet in front of you no oh, I've got
2: shit. loads of things here oh the matte one I've got Where's yeah that what's one that one gone? called
1: the matte face one uh hang on it oh, sounds off-putting because also, it's tinted also sun
2: forgettable sun forgettable um oh the tinted one um yeah that was one the one I was on about there's one called flex is that it which uh nope <laughs> Don't, don't worry which one it is. don't worry but all, there's, yeah there's loads they've got loads and they've those, got they're so all many factor 50 they're all factor yeah.
1: 50 the, yeah the the ones i've really liked because oh, you love the matte one in, didn't you i yeah, do i've incorporated one? them into my skincare yeah. routine because matte. yes that's the one mm-hmm. um so that's a factor 50 matte one it's tinted i have absolutely no idea what it would be like using it on a darker skin tone to be fair mm. um but i mean maybe there are other options because we didn't choose them ourselves I don't know there might be options when you buy um but it is really really good at sort of like melding to my face color it kind of just Mm -hmm. it doesn't look at all like um wearing a matte um like a tinted sun cream it's great loved it so much and there's also a slightly lighter version um that I was using under my eyes and it's a it's a sort of it's a factor 50 again I believe um kind of Mm -hmm. concealer stick thing but it genuinely is a great concealer and it also is sort of cooling. Like, you know, when you sort of like get those uh, metal things that sort of are meant you sort of rub under your eyes and it reduces puffiness because putting like a yeah. cold, it's like that. It's so nice. It's really relaxing. So I've been um, incorporating those into my skincare routine. Thank you, Keeley. It's so good. They're really, yeah, really cool. great. They stay on. They're fab.
2: They are, they are yeah. super fab, super fab. So that was, yeah, that was a joy because yeah. we were trying them all out on the train on the way to see Bad Boy, weren't we? We were uh,
1: absolutely loving it. It's,
2: it's, it's but on the like... way back. We were just drunk, so we didn't. <laughs> no, we
1: were, <laughs> were, super drunk, guys. They, super they really drunk. get on
2: it. Bad Boy running, and we were <laughs> trying did. to be, we were trying to be the cool girls. <gasps> and do you, that thing where he put something on Facebook, didn't he? Where he said, "Call out to his fans, their fans, um, to see if they could," because we were, we were recording in, um, in this this booth at the back of Brew Dog in Waterloo, which was so cool. It was so cool. And um uh yeah it, it was like amazing. It
1: did make me Didn't a bit me anxious that too... I was like, oh God, do we have to yeah. move to London because look at all this cool podcast stuff that's happening in London. Yeah. It was know, amazing. Right? And that's an amazing. undisclosed but very famous person um who is always at the top of the sports podcast charts was recording the day after us in there, which felt yeah. very, very cool. A very tall and very d- loves balls.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that one, that one, yeah. but it was so cool because it's not, because it was, it's not at balls. Um, because there was that kind of table service that you can do with like QR codes or whatever. But, um, yeah, uh, David from bad boy running, put something out, uh, with on their Facebook group and one of their listeners sent us all a glass of beer.
1: Yeah, it which was really was, nice. It was
2: like a watermelon one. Esther
1: and I did worry yeah. that maybe because we were women, they were a little bit light on sending us the drinks. And they did send us a watermelon beer. And we were like, come on, yeah. get the <laughs> get the pints in. Um but we yeah. did we did end up getting the pints in. Um I think we, we had did. about three pints. So if anybody listens to, I mean, we I think we're we're yeah. gonna be sort of potentially I don't know yet whether we're going to release it as a full episode or we're going to kind of drip feed some bits because we did end up talking to them. I for think we'll about two and a half hours
2: yeah we yeah. went on and on didn't we and it was brilliant it was such such good fun but um you will notice as because I will chapterize it I think or I'll get Dave to maybe do that maybe we'll um, call so- it sober tipsy pissed the the segments yes. that we release the segments yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah because it definitely yeah. gets more raucous as it goes on doesn't it it was yeah uh, and and we actually dropped shash. the C bomb as well. <laughs> like three times. This was a, it was a
1: wild episode. We'll we'll uh we'll yeah, we'll drip feed bits to you. And of course yeah. we will actually go back and listen to it because we were pissed. So it could be shit. I mean, he had no idea. No idea no what, we, idea talked what about, we talked about. Really? But it was great fun. Not so go good. and listen to their it podcast was. as well. It is it I mean, not more than you listen to ours, but it no. was a great it like really, really loved them. Like they're great fun. Uh, the Beavis and yeah. Butthead of,
2: of super Running, fun. the Beavis and Butthead of Running, yeah. yeah. Super fun. So I think hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, that might be in our next episode. Yeah. If not, episode after depends on whether I get my shit together and actually do anything. Usually, of what everything whatsoever. depends on is just whether we get our
1: shit together. Uh, yeah. Full circle to yes. the the Beavis and Butthead of Running. I've I've got do. I've got news. Go. This is what you all, you guys all think of the Chuckle Brothers. Oh. It's sixty forty. <laughs> to me, right? Or to you. Yeah, or oh, fifty-nine <laughs> forty-one. It's gone back, it's gone up to oh. in the nose. The nose are, are, are coming up. But yeah, it's it's yes, unfortunately. The majority of you do find the Chuckle Brothers creepy. Good for you. Oh, I've have seen a few colleagues have seen it and not voted, so we could be getting a strongly worded email for dominating the Instagram <laughs> yeah. stories with messages it's about, all the, about the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> yeah.
2: They're going to think we're pissed, aren't they? <laughs>
1: well, maybe are they so are. Maybe we'll put another um, another um, call out on Insta mm-hmm. polls soon and you can let us know who we are, if not the Chuckle Brothers
2: yeah because esther rejects that whole whole i I do i I absolutely i am not i'm not going to be a chuckle brother whether it's no absolutely not right so we should wrap up because this has been been going on for absolutely ages did we have
1: um oh we did have a letter i was going to read i'm sorry i've been really neglecting your letters recently um bad holly bad yeah really bad it's my Mm -hmm. job is to is to sort of man the letters and as a woman woman the I, letters i agree yeah. I, I i mean i i fundamentally disagree with with manning them so i haven't been <laughs> but no i have been reading them i've just not been reading them out on the pod it's been so lovely i love hearing from you guys i did also want to have a bit of a shout out to say thank you all for um there were lots of lovely kind words about some of the uh content around anxiety and uh and drinking as well and being sober curious and stuff there were some really nice and supportive and um open messages from you guys so that was really really kind yeah. um yeah. but i wanted to read you this one um just because i thought it had a nice mantra um so this is from Catherine howard cat as she's known Catherine mm-hmm. howard one of my favorites mm-hmm. of henry the wives oh absolutely yeah yep. yeah the legend um, the legend herself <laughs> um <laughs> uh so thanks for messaging in cat um so she says, I started running about four months ago and a couple of months ago started listening to the podcast, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. Thank you. Um, that makes one one person. Um, <laughs> I wanted to share my experience with you as I think you'll both understand. When I try to explain this to my friends who don't run, they look at me from a bit of a funny angle. Uh, anyways, just to put some context to this, I had a difficult childhood and had severe anxiety most of my life. However, I have a very kind and supportive husband and a little boy who I'm extremely grateful for. Um, however, I have always struggled on in social situations with my anxiety, fears of countless daily things going wrong or just plaguing my mind, keeping me up at night on many occasions for reasons which often seem absurd to other people. I completely relate. That was totally. that just what really hit me because, yeah, I feel we all feel as though our reasons are things that nobody else in the world will get. My fear is of breathing. So, you know. we've all got ones that are just they seem like nobody else in the world will be able to relate but share thank you for sharing that because every person who hears that who has the same thoughts is a huge comfort to them so god yes yeah yeah yeah. uh she said uh i started running a few months ago um and um, as my fitness improved, I needed to concentrate less on not keeling over and dying. Um, and my it meant that my mind could start to go to those difficult places. And often by mile two, I would be silently weeping to myself. I now wear a baseball cap for this very reason. I thought oh. that you would um, relate, Esther, because I know you were talking recently about having a panic attack on a run and it is not yeah. the one.
2: And also I cry on runs quite a lot.
1: So mm. yeah. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> I always cry at the end of long runs. Um, <laughs> yeah. so Kat said but it seems to help me focus on the things I found hard and I'm fighting it all in my head and it's become my therapy running that is uh, yeah. usually by mile four my anxiety starts to lift and I feel elated and then usually smiling at randoms like the village idiot all of us are oh um, yes and by the end of my run I get all the happy endorphins that running brings and I know I can deal with anything life throws at me and so when those mornings come when I'm not in the mood to run and it's effort getting out the door I have a new little mantra I run to be me, I run to feel free. And it gives me the push to go and run, and I love it. I really liked it. Although you don't know me, I've loved hearing your podcast, and it gives me a sense of peace knowing there are women out there who also struggle with the daily mental crap that so many of us have to deal with, but while still finding the funny things in life to smile at. Thank you so much, Kat. I loved that, and I just love that mantra. I hope you don't mind me reading the letter aloud. I probably should have asked before I did that on the podcast. Um, But I just really, really loved that I run to me and I run to feel free I think that's really nice I love the run to feel free bit yeah
2: that does yeah yeah I feel like that really resonates it really
1: resonates it's such a nice thing Mm -hmm. if you are somebody who like I was trying to explain what anxiety feels like to Doug the other day because he's definitely had anxious times but um Mm. I think like when it's really bad it feels like a ball inside me that I cannot get it's almost like gross but it's almost like I want somebody to crack my chest open like it's like I just have this sort of balloon inside and it needs to pop and I can't work out how to pop it and running is such a nice way and it I I really feel like that is a big way for me to feel free and happy and comfortable and more more like myself again is I mean crying also I have to admit
2: also good. That really does good. deflate the balloon, doesn't it? But yeah. I think it's that, that the running away is that disassociation, isn't it? It's mm. kind of I know that you can run and you can use that time to deal with anxieties and issues and, and concerns and stuff, but also it's just the best way to not deal with anything. Yeah. And I am I am fully approving of of that method of of therapy, which yeah. is to kind of bury it slightly because it's a bit it's, it's kind of it's, it's the way in which an antidepressant coming from a, a background where I have been on antidepressants before but where you would take an antidepressant and it doesn't take anything away but it suppresses the bad stuff enough so that you can deal with the yeah. kind of cause so it kind of enables you to kind of move around a bit more freely and yeah. I think that running does a similar thing to negative emotions in that it does enable you sometimes hopefully afterwards to to kind of cope better because you've been able to disassociate and not think about it for that time yeah so i think it's just it gives you it gives you a break is the thing yeah, completely yeah, yeah yeah oh bless her that's really sweet that's lovely yeah really lush thank you yeah. thank
1: you please keep sending your letters in podcast yes, at anthem.co.uk um and i do read them and sometimes she even does out loud on the podcast Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it really warms my heart um and yeah if you don't want your letter read out um I think occasionally in the past we've emailed people and asked if it's okay to read them or whatever um but on the whole I have kind of just started email reading them out unless people have specifically said in your email I want this to be anonymous or I don't really want this read out um so if you are one of those people just drop a note at the end saying that otherwise it's a free for all, baby.
2: Yeah, it's all content <laughs> in it, whole. <laughs> Lush, uh,
1: right? Lunchtime. Lunchtime. I'm going to go and have. I've got a, a lovely sourdough. Oh, uh, my posh! I'm going to sound like Nigella. I've got a, uh, I've got a lovely heaving sourdough, um, hmm. and a bosomy sourdough. a bosomy mm-hmm. sourdough, and some wonderful little fresh eggs, little poppets. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have an, an
2: egg on toast.
1: Not sure yet whether I'm going to do scrambled or poached.
2: I know. Nice, good for you. Makes me feel sick. Um, I'm going yeah. for corn sausages. So, oh, yeah. you
1: are. That's t- uh, well, not what I was expecting. I was about to tease mm-hmm. you.
2: I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I I am also going to combine lunchtime with a little trip to Waitrose to go and buy my favourite tuna. So nice. It's it so, only it because still you've run forms out. Part of it is because I've run out of okay, my fish nice. tuna. Yeah, nice. <laughs> If anyone from a tuna company would like to sponsor me, particularly the—that's
1: actually such a good shout. I'd fucking love
2: that. I would would really enjoy that.
1: that. If anybody from uh, (laughs) a a a crisps company would like to sponsor me, I would really like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anything with I like a ridged crisp. That'd be nice. I actually can't believe the audacity that when
1: we did Veganuary, no vegan brands, including this, isn't what's it called, which we talked about every fucking day. Yes. Nobody wanted, Nobody sponsored us, even when we were being no. nice. Yeah. And, and now we shan't be. No. It was shit, by the way. Nah, I'm joking. Please sponsor us. It was great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra PodSquad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our brand new Squad chat room too. For just £6 a month, you can listen to bonus podcasts as well. There are now five extra ones to listen to. Go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Women's Running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way, you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running.
0: Planning for your next trip?